People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. I'm Cheryl, your relationship coach and communication expert. And here on Pillow Talk, that's what we talk about. Life, love, and lust. All the intimate conversations that, well, we love to have, but sometimes are a little uncomfortable to have with other people. So this is a place where you can come, settle down, and really enjoy the moment, enjoy the conversation, and just Go with the flow. So grab that pillow or cuddle up to somebody and just be part of it. Don't forget, you can always reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or watch any of my YouTube videos, and please comment on them. Send me your questions because that's really what we're here for, is to open this line of communication between each other and really come together and spread the love. And the only way to do that is if you participate. So that is is the basis of everything. Now, I do have some great workshops coming up and some retreats that I'm going to be putting out there to you on CherylBesner.com. So please check out the schedule if you want to come and participate in more Pillow Talk, but actually in person with me. Well, check it out. And uh, I look forward to meeting you. Now, Every week on the show, we talk about different conversations and different topics, and we always have great guests. And one person who's always joining me on this show is our very own Dr. Philip Morphew. He comes to us every week from Australia. That's why we call it the Wise Whispers from Down Under. Phil, welcome to the show. Hi, Cheryl. It's great to be back again. And listeners, uh, I'm so glad that you're here because today is going to be a very rich and colourful conversation. It is, it is. And normally we go through the show and you and I, Phil, we always have these great conversations with each other. Mm-hmm. However, this guest has actually been on the show before and we had such great conversation, but for such a limited period of time that I thought, well, let's get her on earlier on in the show and see, get your male perspective as well on the, the topic of today, which is how to release your inner God and goddess. Because we all have that, that, right? It's all in there. I love that, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't matter whether we're male or female. We, we all have our inner goddess. Um, I, and I think the inner goddess should rule because the inner goddess is the, the, the goddess of truth and, and light and sensuality and intuition and care and love. And it's the inner goddess that will make the world a better place. It's the inner goddess that is the glue the glue to all the relationships. It's the glue to, to, to the lusciousness of life. The inner God, you know, it just needs to do what the inner goddess guides them to do. Be strong, be there, be flexible. But it's connecting with that at a deep level and it's like, and it's and really it's owning it and owning it in a way that is, you know what, it's cool, I'm okay, you know, it's not getting out there and saying, hey, man, I'm a god. Or, oh, I'm, a <laughs> I'm a goddess of everything. Oh, my God, I'm just going to sage everything. You know what? It's bringing it to a level of reality, you know, and, and 
And duality and duality, because we both have both of them. And and I think it's I think it's interesting. And I'm looking forward to this conversation because I think that women are more comfortable tuning into their their male side, you know, that 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 white side, because everybody also thinks that the yin yin yang, you know, that the white is female and the black is male. And it's actually the reverse. I think women have an easier time going into that space and owning their masculinity than a lot of men. And I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of men have more trouble tapping into their femininity and, oh, and gotcha. losing that part of themselves, right? You're like, Absolutely. oh, yeah, God, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so many, so many men. Like in my clinical practice, it's, it's so many men don't know how to emote and, they, and they're remaining emotionally unavailable, not only to everyone around them, but to themselves. I mean, the, the amount of men who can't connect to, 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 like, I can't tell you how many men that I've given a hug and said, man, you need a hug. And yeah. you give them a hug and it's heart to heart. And, and all of a sudden, you know, the bikies and tough guys. And I said, when was the last time you had a hug, man? And they go, well, I never had a hug. You know? And you and give it I to said, them, right? That I'll big bear hug? Them. A koala bear hug all the way from down. Uh, Just a beautiful Philip hug, you know. Um, And and let alone men who have an inability to cry. I mean, I grew up with a father who who, who I only saw, I think, two tears in his eyes. And, you know, he suffered greatly in his life but internalised it. And that's not good. You know, it's the same thing in this world, Cheryl, and, and working in the corporate world as well. I see so many women who have lost their femininity and they think they have to be the male or the, or, or, or the, the masculine in right. that world, whereas yeah. their femininity is so damn important, so damn strong, and yet they're trying to play a male game. It's not good. It's a, it's a I know, and, and there's been so many women CEOs of big corporations, and listen, I used to be in the fashion world and be part of a big public company as well. And that's one of the things that I never did. I, I always led actually with my femininity because that's yeah. what made me um, who I was within that, that workforce. So I, I want to I bring our other guest in today, Phil, right away, because I, I just, I know that she's itching to get into this conversation and be part of it. So I want to welcome Lexi Silver. She is the SDC um, president, uh, what do we call it? Sorry. She is the SDC host of Seek, Discover, and Create here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, which is part of Voice America. And uh, I want to welcome you right away to the show, Lexi. Thanks so much for having me back, Cheryl. It's a pleasure. And especially this conversation. And the reason I decided to have this show was because, you know, every week I do reach out and people reach out to me. And sometimes I'm able to communicate with them directly as to their questions. And, And a lot of what was coming into me vis-a-vis Facebook and Instagram recently was women saying, you know, I want to get back into my, my, my goddess or I want to find it or I don't even know if she exists. And it opened up a lot of conversations with some of my male clients where I was discussing whether they are able to tap into it. So I know that this is something that you've been really focusing on lately and I wanted to get you in on this conversation here on Pillow Talk. So let's talk about it. Do you think most people are in touch with their power, with that God, goddess power? 
Unfortunately not. We're, I mean, Phil, uh, Philip was saying it before, you know, how even some of uh, the goddess is in everybody. We just have to find her and tap into her. And um, men and women have that inside of us. Women sort of repress that a lot. And like you were saying, even in the business world, kind of start to be, have, take on more uh, what you would call stereotypically masculine uh, kind of qualities in order to, I guess, survive or to kind of make a name for ourselves because we're, there's so much competition. And, uh, you know, leading with your feminine, your feminine side that, it, you know, listening to your inner goddess is very difficult in a male dominated industry in a male dominated world. And as for men, it's almost impossible for men to be, uh, you know, uh, to to not internalize that goddess and to actually be uh, rewarded by society for in being able to exhibit those more stereotypically feminine qualities because you know, having, like you were saying, you know, displaying empathy, uh, showing your, your emotions, being sensitive. Those are all things that we usually say are, are, are it's like a woman's thing to do. So right. men who are that way and who kind of tap into that goddess, uh, that, that feminine side, that maternal side, um, it's, they don't get rewarded for that by society. So it's, they keep pushing it further and further down. So we're really, all of us together as a population, we're all losing touch with that inner goddess that is still inside of us, just very, very dormant. Well, some people are even afraid to tap into that yeah. inner goddess. It's not even that we're losing touch with it. They don't even know how to, they don't know how to summon it. That's what I see a lot at my retreats. I see people who walk in there and they don't know how to just release and let that goddess come out. And a lot of people, you know, and I, and I call this show Release Your Inner God and Goddess because when we think of God, you know, a lot of men in the business world, they, they come from that power and they want to exude you know, I am God in my, in my place of work. When I enter that, no, okay, wait, you're laughing, but I'm going to tell you something. My, my ex-husband used to, well, he owns a factory and he had 300 employees and he would come home from the end of work every day when, well, really when we started dating and he would run to the bathroom and I would say to him, don't you have a toilet at work? And he goes, I don't want them to see me having to go to the bathroom like a normal person. They have to think of me as superhero strength. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> but, you know, that's just, just a little tip that there are certain things that people hold on to that they think that they have to project in the workplace. And they don't realize that, especially I think, you know, women think that or used to think, you know, they had to wear a business suit. They had to wear a pantsuit, you know, something gray, something navy, something conservative into especially a professional, for instance, law office. And I, I encourage people like, no, lead with who you are. If that's who you are, wear the suit. But if you are a red dress woman, that's power too. Yeah. Right, Phil? It's look, it's absolutely. It's as I'm listening there and I'm, 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 I'm smiling and laughing because in all my experience of 25 years plus of working with CEOs, um, I see it all the time. And, I, and part of my role was to teach them how to get in touch with themselves and how to be able to show their vulnerability as a strength, not a weakness. Their humanity as a strength, not a weakness. Their understanding and their care as a strength and not a weakness. But we've grown up as, as a male, I've grown up in a society <clears throat> that says, you know, big boys don't cry, come on, be a man. What's a man? You know, no one actually teaches people to be a good man. 
And a good man is nothing like people think. It's not about being hard and strong and impervious to everything. A good man is a man who will listen, who will be in touch, still have strength, still be there to, to do what that masculine DNA is, has coded us for, <clears throat> but to be there, be open. Vulnerability, sense, sensitivity are such strong qualities. Yes, as a matter of fact, it's it's common that people think that vulnerability is weakness and actually vulnerability takes extreme strength. strength. Right, Lexi? Absolutely. And that that inability to see vulnerability, to to be able to be vulnerable and seeing that as a positive thing, as a strength, um, you know, it's, it's just also very hard to tap into that in ourselves. Just being vulnerable requires us to be intimate with ourselves and to know who we are and to admit to ourselves that we are human. We make mistakes. We are fallible. We have, um, you know, we all have weaknesses and strengths. Part of that vulnerability is saying, I have this weakness or I have this strength and saying that and being able to recognize that is a strength but we have to take the time and really tap into who we are and to get to the core that is extremely difficult and it's a fear also of not wanting to know what's really down there when you do tap into it well it's often also for instance people are often saying you know I'm a very confident person and I'm like well but are you competent in what it is that you want to achieve. If you're not competent, confidence is great, but you're not going to get to the next level of what it is you're, you're attempting to accomplish. And it's very interesting how when you talk about vulnerability with them and opening up and, and crossing over that line of fear, you really see a shift in their body language, right? And it's something that, that people don't necessarily expect to feel or see until it's right in front of them. So coming up, I want to talk about steps that people can use and start to develop that trust within themselves to take it and cross over that fear. So stay with us. We're going to continue this conversation. Dr. Phil is staying with us all the way from down under in Australia. And we're going to continue this conversation as well with Lexi Silver. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at cherylbesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. Here we are back, Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and we're talking today about how to release your inner god or goddess and what that really means. You know, is there a difference between the god and the goddess? And staying with us throughout the show today is our very own Dr. Phil from Wise Whispers Down Under and as well Lexi Silver from Seek 
discover and create the show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network here on Voice America is with us to share her experience and her expertise in this. So let's continue this, guys. Um, I want to know if, Lexi, you have some steps somehow that our listeners can start to develop a little trust within themselves to really go into that inner goddess. Because a lot of people, as we were saying, are fearful to let that out, especially men. So is there some steps that you can share? Well, I think the first thing is to give yourself the space. And I mean, not just the physical space, because you sometimes you do need that physical space to work through it, but that mental space in order to, um, to start to work through some of the thoughts that are going to come up. And also space, uh, you know, on an emotional level in order to kind of... Um, uh, to, to be able to uh, bring up when, when things are being brought up, when you're thinking about what I'm about to tell you, that you are able to take that and work with it. So the first step for me when I first started getting back in touch with my feminine side and my inner goddess was I am a writer. I spent a lot of time writing out my fears, who I am right now today, who I was 10 years ago, five years ago, how I got to this point and where I wanted to go. And I wrote down, like I said, my fears. I was super honest with myself about what my fears were. Fear of failure, which is huge for, I think, almost everybody. We're all kind of afraid in a a lot of ways to to fail at something. Um, Fear of, uh, you know, for some people, like we were talking about before, intimacy, for example. So I started writing down my fears. And those are huge fears. Those are two big things. It doesn't have to be huge like that. But just writing it down getting it out really felt like a, a release for me. And I was able to really, uh, to, to realize that, wow, there's a lot inside of me that I haven't really been expressing. And by releasing that, I felt empowered to do something with it. So, so one, one of the things that I want to just interject right now, if you don't mind, is that I, I want to also talk about the actual writing of mm-hmm your fears and writing things down. And for a lot of people, you know, you know, through, through the show, I'm off, always offering you the love techniques of the week, those labors of love. And a lot of it is about writing. And what I want to really stress here is when I say write, or I think Lexi, you're saying the same thing. And I know Dr. Phil is going to agree with me because um, we've talked about this. The actual pen in hand and pen to paper is not sitting down in front of your computer and writing right. it out or dictating it. And so if you're going to do what Lexi's saying, there's two things. Number one, please write it down. Use the old-fashioned way of communicating with yourself. And number two, once you write down, like Lexi was saying, you know, if there's a couple fears there or, or three or four fears, don't try and tackle them all at once. The whole point of this exercise that Lexi is sharing with you is to just allow yourself to be vulnerable and honest with yourself. So I, I just wanted to jump in there because I, I I like to make sure that everybody's clear on what it is that we're sharing on that. So You're so right. Yeah, and you're right about what you said too in terms of just having a fresh page, doing it away from any technology or any computers, just having that pen in your hand and putting it to paper. That connection is so different than if you're in front of a laptop 
and yeah. there's no backspace. There's it's just mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I host the retreats, and, and I know Phil, I think you and I have com- uh, had conversations about this before. Also, when I host my retreats, the first thing when people come up for the weekend is they get to their rooms and their beds, and they find, well, amongst a few things, a pen and a pad of paper, like their own little journal for the weekend. And it starts that first night, you know, writing things, love notes to yourself. I mean, I, I, I love writing love notes to yourself, the things you appreciate, or the ones to your partner, you know, how, how you adore them or how you wish that they adored you and writing it down from one to another. Phil, you also like this writing. I, look, I, I, Lexi, I'm with you, and Cheryl, I'm with you with this. It's so important. If we can't express it verbally, and uh, verbally I'd suggest maybe in front of a mirror to learn to talk with yourself, and I'll, I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment, <clears throat> but the journaling is critically important. It's a way that we can start to have a conversation with ourselves. You know, in my own journey of reconnecting to my inner goddess, I was going through a, a really quite deep uh, bout of uh, depression, Outside, professionally, not a problem. In my own space, I was really struggling. I was really struggling to 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 live with myself. And um, one of my, uh, or both my daughters suggested to me, they said, Dad, you're a writer. Just why don't you write poetry? Why don't you write? Why don't you um, express yourself? And I find uh, journaling and writing poetry has helped me express so much. But to get to that, Point, we have to be really we've got to, we've got to be open with ourselves we've got to start to build a relationship with ourselves we've got to start to trust ourselves and we've got to be kind to ourselves that inner inner being is we've got to build a relationship and it's the you know it's the adult philip and the relationship with the little boy, Philip, that sits within. Mm. We all have to go to that inner child, right? Not just our inner god or goddess. We have to go back to our inner child. Because that inner child, that's that's the part of us that carries all the shit, carries all the scars, carries all (laughs) the... All that little inner child in every single one of us as a human being, all we want to do is to belong and to be loved. Those two things. and But what we tend to do is we self-judge. And then everyone else is judging people. I don't want people to judge me. Stop judging yourself. Look mm. at the mirror, damn girl. And you look at you and go, oh, my God, Woo, hot sister. I'm feeling sexy. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling luscious. I'm feeling desirable. I'm going, oh. And it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Get it? I'm a male. I've got, I'm a rug, ex-rugby player. I've got... Thighs the size of tree trunks. I've got. <laughs> I remember those. I remember the first time we met in New York with with our friend Bridget, and I saw those legs. They are like tree trunks. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, you gotta get in the mirror and you gotta start loving it. I used to judge myself all the time. I go, oh, so you know, have a shower and go, hey, buddy, I love you. Ooh, you're sexy today. You know, it's it's really building a relationship with yourself from the inside out and helping your little inner being, your younger self, to be okay. Well, interesting that, you know, you're both talking about the writing, and I know I, I touched on it a little bit with Lexi, but my, my experience was like each of yours, but from a different angle. Because when I started writing, and it was the first time that I was going to be alone, 
And I went to my first retreat, which is what brought me into wanting to facilitate retreats, was I realized that I was very in touch with my my goddess. Like I, I, I had no problem with that. I, I'm very in touch with my sensuality, my sexuality, and always have been. But I wasn't necessarily in touch with my male power. I, I, w- I was coming from a long-term marriage and all of a sudden, you know, life changed. And I realized there were so many things that I wasn't taking that power that I felt you know, insecure in that space. So it's interesting, the reverse side of it. And I think for some people, it is finding the goddess, but also for other people, that that male power was something that even though I had it in me when it came to work, I didn't have it in my my personal life. And, and that scared me. Like, am I going to be okay to take care of myself and run a house on my own and do all the things and become the the male in the home and and female role like to kind of blend the two together and i think a lot of people who become you know single in their 50s both have that shift and i know for men also it's hard if they've lost their wives and they become the single parent i know somebody in particular that I'm thinking about right now. And he said to me, why does everybody think all of a sudden I'm going to be this emotional support for my children overnight? I don't know how to do this. Like I have to learn that. So there is a learning on the part that was never nurtured or, or, or delved into. And I think that's what um, you're talking about a lot. Right, Lexi? Absolutely. And I mean, we learn, I, I, we learn new things every day and some skills are easier than others learning how to cook, but things are that are a little bit more difficult are like you said, finding that nurturing part of yourself that maybe you didn't, um, you weren't really in touch with. It's in there somewhere. You just got to f- learn how to take those different steps to evoke her. And it takes time and it takes a lot of uh, honesty with yourself and a lot of vulnerability and that willingness to uh, be vulnerable with yourself. Even if you're not going to talk to somebody else or sit down or, you know, have the benefit of having a counselor or a coach or somebody else that you can talk to, to be able to do that first within yourself. And like Philip was saying, to not judge yourself for all of those things. That is the only way to really learn. And you're learning good habits by not judging, by not shaming yourself. Those are all good habits that will take you into, you know, uh, uh, through all the other steps that you want to take in your life. It's just the starting point. You know, it's in a, in a, in an era where we talk about humanitarianism and compassion don't you see so many people have that for others, but they, when it comes to themselves, they don't have that same compassion. They don't give themselves the same love and nurturing. So we, we've talked about this on yeah. different levels throughout yeah. the, the show. And you see that a lot in your practice, right? Oh, I, see, I see it a lot. And I uh, look, it really rips my heart out to see people that, that, are all at sea and they're struggling and they might have their external lives great. They might look the most hot, beautiful human being, sex, all these things, but on the inside, they're just crumbling. And one of the techniques that I, I teach them um, is, is called mirror talk. And mirror talk is learning to talk with yourself, learning to have a, a, a conversation with yourself and ultimately it gets down to the point where you can look at yourself eye to eye in the mirror. And I mean eye to eye. Like, I mean, I'm not just looking. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. 
and being able to get to the point where we say, I love you. It is the hardest thing for people to do. It was a challenge for me. It took me six or eight months of, of, of working consistently with this to get to the point where I was able to tell me that I love me. Because in Australia, if you love yourself, you're a wanker, you're a tosser, you know, you, you know. <laughs> we have the same kind of expressions here. They're a little bit different. <laughs> but it's, you know, so, but to learn to love yourself, and, and that's a little conversation. I remember the first time I connected with my inner being when I truly felt that, felt that. My knees buckled and I crumbled and I just was curled up on the floor and I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. I was probably on the floor for 40 minutes to an hour just crying because it was a relief and an acceptance of me for me. I think we all can identify with that because I know I had the same experience. I want to continue this conversation with Lexi and Phil right after this. Stay with us here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Don't go away. It's just getting started. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. This is Pillow Talk with Cheryl here on Voice America's Variety Station. I also want to remind you that you can check out my YouTube station, Cheryl Besner. And you know what? There's always great tips for you, advice such as what you're getting on this show and a lot more, whether it's about dating, relating or mating. I have something for you. Also, don't forget, throughout the week, I'm always giving you little tips and advice on different things or opening up a different door for you to look at something from a different perspective. So please follow me on one of the social media platforms because I'm here for you. And I hope you're going to reach out to me, as I said, and ask me the questions. And I might just be able to answer some of those questions with my guests that I have every week, such as our very own Dr. Phil, and today, Lexi Silver. So, conversation is continuing about our inner goddess. And we're, we're focusing a lot on that. And interesting is that the three of us just shared our stories, and we all basically got in touch with ourselves at different times of our lives. And a lot of it had to do through that first step of 
writing to yourself, you know, writing down those fears. And one of the exercises that I actually gave on one of the previous shows, um, one of the labors of love techniques was to actually write down your fear, but also give it a name and even give it features. Like my fear is called Stella. And Stella has red hair and these crazy eyes and she's, you know, fiery, fiery soul. And when you, when you identify the fears and you put a name to it, when you give it its topic and you give it a look, then you can smash it in the face whenever you want. And I, I actually do that on a lot of my retreats where people will color their fears and it's something that you can throw darts at if you want, but it's about really looking at what that fear is. And that's the way to start conquering them. So let's get back to this. Phil, you were saying kind of that, um, you know, when you look in the mirror, you know, we're talking about looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you know, what it is that you want, who you are, really getting to the point where you can look in the mirror and say, I love you and do that conversation without judgment, you know, really, Absolutely. really pat yourself on it. And I think a, a very important part of that exercise is also to look at yourself with compassion, mm-hmm. you know, to really look at yourself through that, that loving eye and not, not, and not only eye. being not the judging eye. Yeah, because a lot of people also think of the, this mirroring exercise as also affirmations, and it doesn't have to be an affirmation. It's really, an, it's a really an identification of yourself, right? Yep, absolutely. It's it's a connection to you. I mean, it's as simple as, and I, I like looking sort of right eye to right eye or left eye to left eye, and 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 it's just really just gazing into your soul and going with care, love, and compassion. I love you. I care for you. I am here for you. You are an amazing human being. And so beautiful conversations from from the depths of your heart. And and what that does, in a way, it, it does a little process I call RA. And what it does, it helps us recognize what it is that's been holding us back within ourselves. It allows us to acknowledge where we're feeling it in our body because we all feel stuff in our body. We feel the anger. We feel the upset in our stomach. We feel the deep vulnerability like I do in my man uterus. Um, you know, it's, it's, you feel it in these vulnerable spaces. And then by the acknowledgement, there is a release because it's going, okay. And then once the release occurs, it allows the reclamation process to begin. And what are we doing? All we're doing is reclaiming our rightful love for us and our space in humanity. Do you have another tip for us, Lexi, on how people can really, once, let's say they they started to identify their fears, how can they start to release into that goddess place? Well, I, I mean, I love what you said before, uh, the identifying the fears. I'm like, I think I might try to start doing something like that. That sounds like very right. interesting for me. Um, but for me, my process was once I actually started to write those things down, I filled an entire journal full of just thoughts, fears, um, and intermixed with things that I saw for myself, for my future that I wanted. So part of the release was also tied to where I want to be in the future. Not like future, like, you know, 10 years from now, future, like 
moving, uh, taking the journal, closing it, putting it aside. Okay, moving forward, what do I want to do? So for me, the release was I'm, I'm emptying all of my, my thoughts, my feelings, my, my true self into these pages. Once I close this book, the release has, I've purged it. It's, it's gone. So it's still in me, but the, the feelings that all, all of my fears, my anxieties, everything were in a physical place that I could hold in my hands. And I was able to push that aside and recenter myself. So I took a little bit of time. You can't just kind of go from one thing to the other. You can't just release and then go into action. It doesn't work that way. You need to take time to process. So you have to give yourself that space to process. You're like, Whew, oh, wow, that was, that was intense. That was a lot. Um, it took me some time. You have to take the, the time that you need. You, you can go for uh, a long walk to go to a retreat to whatever you feel. You might find you're at the grocery store a week later and then something pops up and then you're like, wow, that I, you know, now that I've released all of those feelings, all of those fears, things are, are popping into my head. I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling mix of sad and everything. So you're still continuing to release even after you have put it on the page. Mm. So you have to give yourself that space to just accept that that is going to continue to happen. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's also really great. Uh, another part of this that, that I love is also going back to it. I know once you put it down, that, that, that should be a release. But one of the things that we do, and it's actually part of the ritual that, uh, that I do at a lot of my retreats, is that we will also share some of it. You get to offer what those fears are and, and be vulnerable to somebody else within, within the group. And when you actually read it back, it becomes less scary. And you see that there's support and you can see the compassion that somebody else is giving you. And then it triggers you to have that compassion for yourself. And we also do, you know, the fire ritual, which is at the end that some of the things that you really want to purge, you write them down. Not necessarily what you've written in your journal, but just the fear itself. And we throw it into the fire. You can throw it down a toilet, whatever it is, but actually purging it. The journal is something that I think that it's something you can also go back on, you know, to see a year later, the journals that you wrote before about your fears, you know, the reflection of where you've gotten will help you to keep conquering each of those fears or new fears. Because we all have, like you said, we all have challenges and they, they don't stop until we die, right? We're going to have challenges. Phil, you, you know that's that. Cool, that's cool. doing that's this cool. for a long time. Still being human, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're human until you're not. <laughs> Philip, I said, I will stop learning the day this is the last breath. Because yeah. we are an evolving species, so that's what we are. And, it, Cheryl, it's interesting. There's two, I want to pick up on two things. One thing you said and something Lexi said, but, the, you know, you were saying in, when, uh, in a group, group setting where you would share something like that, um, one of the keys with that in a safe space, safe space, space is critical. We've got yep. to give ourselves space for everything, right? It just, it's important. And hold that space. In a safe space that is held, all of a sudden we're sharing something and the other personal people are going, oh, you've experienced that too. Oh, we're not alone. Now, it's not the thing where, like we're in a, in a, in a group, you know, addiction setting where, you know, wow, man, you're an addict too. Yeah, I know. You know, whew, 
Um, but it's 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 that acknowledgement that oh, because we think the acknowledgement we think when we think we're the only person in the world going through it. We think this is where our vulnerability and openness is critical, especially as 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 teachers, leaders, coaches, goddesses, and goddess gods is is to show that it's okay to be human. It's okay. That's a key word. It's okay. No rights, no wrongs. It's okay. And and if we can get in that space, it's just a lesson. What was the lesson we needed to learn from that? I, my lesson was I need to be able to be more open. I need to be able to be kinder to myself. I need to 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 not take that stuff to heart when when someone was saying that because all of a sudden that might be an image of my father, my mother, my teacher, my preacher, whoever was significant in my life that was putting me back into a bloody box. Well, back to that inner child also that that, oh, that conquered that started that fear off. But I have a question to ask you. And you you probably know it, but I'm wondering at home, I just want to throw out the question and I'm going to give you the answer. When you're in that kind of setting and it is a safe zone and you are going to share, what do you think most people share first? Do they go from the one that is the least comfortable or do you think that they dive into the most challenging of fears? What do you think human nature shares first? Phil, what do you say? Well, I'm, I'm just giving out from personal experience on this one. <laughs> um, I, I, I dipped my little toe in, which was the least painful, right? Um, because Lexi, what do I you was, say? I was, I was concerned I was going to get judged. Exactly. Right? Um, that, that's and it. these days I'll go f- far out, fire track, whatever word I can use on radio, but it's like I go dive in, you know, what? bang. It's, and, and, and no guts, no glory. And it's yeah, it's it's liberating to be in that space. But yeah, I, I as a human, I dipped my toe in, and it took me a long while to be able to fess up to the really heavy stuff and hard stuff. And <laughs> what do you say, Lexi? Yeah, and that, that's so normal, right? Because and 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 like you said, you're since you are sharing with other people and not just yourself. Even though yes, we're afraid of judging ourselves, but you're also afraid of other people judging you for what your fears and your and and your um your uncertainties, your insecurities are. So yeah, you're gonna go with something that you think is okay. Maybe this person might also be dealing with this, like a little fear, like something that's digestible, something that you would be okay with sharing with someone before you go into the really heavy stuff. You you go with the little guys, the, the little obstacles. <laughs> so so here is here's actually what often happens. Somebody leads with something that is not, not necessarily at the bottom of the list, but something that they're really struggling with, you know, something that they're hoping to get an answer from. And they'll start there. And then the next person will go and they'll share something. And I, I don't usually, I don't actually, not usually, I never have like the whole group sharing. We, we're in groups of four at my retreats, you know, and you, you get to move with that group. And here's what happens. Usually by the second one, the first one wants to go again. And then they all go right away mm-hmm. to the last one, like the mother of all challenges and fears. <laughs> because They start to see, wow. I, I, I really want to deal with this. Like, so why am I pussyfooting around with this challenge here? I, I'm here for a reason. I'm ready to be vulnerable. I want to leave here with a change. And usually by the second day, there is so much being 
just like, it's like vomiting coming out because people just want to purge all this negativity. They want to get to a positive place. They want to get to that feeling of freedom. So very interesting. And if you have very courageous people, they will go right for the biggie. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk more about discovering this inner God and goddess within yourself, how to release it right here on Pillow Talk with my special guest, Lexi Silver, and our very own Dr. Phil. Stay with us right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl on Voice America's Variety Station. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are continuing with Lexi Silver and Dr. Phil talking today about your inner goddess here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And as always, this conversation, well, it has been about life, love, and lust. But what are we lusting after? We're lusting after ourselves in this case. We're lusting after the things that we really want to discover and release and conjure and take that power for ourselves. And that's really the best lust for something, you know, the search for who we are and letting every aspect of us come out, all that power and energy. So I want to ask each of you, Lexi, Phil, which do you think fakes the energy more? Do you think it's male or female that fakes the opposite or fakes that goddess that that wants to come out and they don't really know who she is what do you think phil i'm just going to say the way i see it from my from my perspective working with tens of thousands of people i want your perspective (laughs) Um, i see so many women um putting the veneer and fake up and just and it and it it it, uh, just breaks me to see these amazing women having to have the veneer because of that fear. And on the other flip side, I see these men who are just oblivious to it. So I think it's pretty well equal in that way, but it's it's this fear of, again, comes down to that judgment. I don't want to take that step or, you know, on the flip side, we've also got to be mindful, Cheryl, of those people who get caught up in the drama of the purge or of the veneer, and that becomes their rock. You know, it's, it's, it's yes, to recognise and acknowledge that, but to take it beyond that. So I, I'm, I'm in about that 50-50 with them, but I, I see a lot of women. My, my clinic is probably 70% female 
and I, I see it every day. I see it every yeah. day. And it rips my Phil, heart. So, Phil, just uh, just a question about that. Is that because you think women? Because my 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 practice also is predominantly female, and I just yeah. find that women are more apt to reach out and ask for help. And oh, and absolutely! They, they, that's why that they, well? they, they, I, I see that more. Um, the men tend to be secondary, or they've been referred by a female I've looked after. Occasionally, you'll get a guy that 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 has come in and who who's sick of the the way they've been living and they want to change. Um, but mostly, it's the female who are. Who, who really want to connect um, on What that about level. you, Lexi? What do you see in your practice? Well, you're, you're, both, I, you're both tapping into something there. It is way, like therapy, coaching, seeking help, talking about our feelings is way less stigmatized for women than it is for men. Yeah. And I think for, in, in my experience, you know, coaching uh, individuals of various genders, I've noticed that for women, it's a lot easier. Yes, of course, there's a, there's that veneer, like you were saying, but on everybody. But for me, I feel like the it's it's predominantly heterosexual men, cis hetero men who are have this 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 really big wall up and this kind of inability to to fluctuate and and to release that inner goddess. Uh, women seem to have a little bit uh, more of an easy time negotiating a little bit th- between uh, the more feminine and masculine sides to be able to express themselves, to maybe be able to tap into that more uh, predominantly male side if they're if they're more feminine uh, or they, they're already in touch with their goddess. I've, I've seen it mostly uh, cis hetero men having a really tough time uh, em- uh, embracing that goddess and being able to express how they feel because of that the way society just kind of values uh, aggressive dominant men and are not okay with men being in touch with how they feel so well, women and, are the nurturers right so we, yeah. we and we do tend to be able to hold our female power and it's also acceptable in society like we, we I mean Throughout history, it was always women are women, right? So we, we own that. And to what extent? Well, that's individual. But men have always been taught to be really strong. Now, women had to step into their power because we became dominant in the, in the workforce and had to step into these positions of, of ex, you know, executives in different companies and everything. So it was okay for us to learn the male power, you know, th- to take that, that power and that strength. But it hasn't been as acceptable for the men, I don't think, even in today's world, that it's as acceptable for men to show that vulnerability, to show that, that, that female side to them or what we consider to be a female energy. Yeah, we, we, we see, we, working again with, with uh, CAs and senior leaders uh, around internationally and in Australia, and I see it, and and it's. I worked with a great leader a number of years ago, and on his CEO uh, correspondence to to three thousand employees, he used the word love, and I'd encouraged him to connect to the word love as part of the glue for this organisation to move forward, and and it was fantastic. The response was amazing, but the cor- the corporate communications area of that business shut it down within. Oh two my gosh! Letters. And, and I looked at it. Now, here's, here's the funny thing. The people who were in charge of all of that were female. And wow. that's what I couldn't get that they, that because they were female in gender, but I think they're masculine 
was was overriding everything like that and the fear of oh my god we're not going to be seen the market the market is not going to accept us oh my god our share price will drop all of this sort of things but men generally um you know have the veneer and again it's the, because you know and a lot of that comes down to the way they've been mothered or or, or have had an expression as well but cheryl you 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 said that <coughs> Men, you thought were a lot stronger in areas. I actually think men are generally weak, like generally weak, um, emotionally weak, um, um, and not in a bad way. It's just because they haven't learned. But women are so much stronger in all aspects. You ask me <laughs> yeah. whether it go through birth. Lexi's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Lexi. Oh, for sure. But I mean. Oh, well, I've had four. You couldn't pay me enough to go through that pain. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, there's there's the there's the physical aspect, but you know, when we talk about strength, when I think of someone who's strong for whatever reason, maybe it's just me, I think of a woman. Because of all of, no offense to anyone who's listening to this and doesn't agree, it's my maybe unpopular opinion, but women have dealt with the bulk of shit and continue to deal with that. Um, And we kind of take on a massive burden um, because of our gender, on behalf of our gender, uh, with having to, you know, uh, stereotypically, if you will, uh, run a household, take care of our families, and be dominant in the workforce. So we have this massive undertaking. You have to be some kind of a monster or a goddess to be able to do that. And I feel like women have that ability once you tap into that uh, that goddess. That goddess is strength. It's not, I don't see strength as being a masculine thing. I think it has to do with being able to be in touch with that goddess energy. And that goddess is a warrior and that is strength. But what, Lexi, a warrior with, sorry, sorry, Cheryl, I was just saying it's absolutely the warrior, but the way I see it is the warrior who, who, who has grace and elegance. Yeah, the warrior is your goddess. So we, we all have that warrior goddess in us, and it's, yep. it's up to each of us to choose to want to nurture that, to allow them to come out, be who you are, let it flourish, and just let it go okay phil thank you so much for joining us don't forget phil's book soulful reflections you can get it on amazon and through phil's website it's so much fun having you and i'm so glad you stayed on the whole show today so exciting love it love you lexi love you (laughs) and i'll see you again phil next week lexi thank you so much for joining us how do people get in touch with you lexi uh, you can find everything you need at LexiSilver.com. So that's L-E-X-I-S-Y-L-V-E-R, Lexi with an I, silver with a Y. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, you can check out, uh, when you do check out my website, uh, there'll be some very fun details about my upcoming book, Mating Season, uh, which is oh, definitely- a new book. Yeah, me new tapping new- into my very inner goddess. And uh, I think uh, some people will who are listening today might be very interested to see what what that's all about so Lexi Silver she's the author of different types of erotic fiction and AV nominated screenplay writer you're you just go on and on and on and now a new book so thank you so much for sharing all your expertise with us to both of you thank you Cheryl okay now As always, it's our time to cuddle up with each other and have some real intimate words 
and little whispers from me to you, as I love sharing this moment with us together each week. And I take real pride and love and care in writing these words for you. So sit back, relax, grab a pillow, cuddle up, pour yourself some tea if you want, or a glass of wine. And if there's somebody you want to cuddle up with, grab their arm, sit back, relax, take that deep breath. And here we go. And this week it's called I Am Alive. I see the universe like a rainbow, each color vivid and unique signifying hope and a path to my limitless possibilities. Like life, it is a beginning, a birth that continues in upward motion, arching its way up to the infinite sky that leads to our personal pot of gold. I am alive. I smell the aroma of Earth's natural perfume. No matter where I walk, there is a scent that identifies my surroundings. I take a deep breath, recognizing the pine trees of the forest. The salty, crisp, cool wind which carries the ocean to me, or the unmistakable odor of a big city, Asphalt's Road, I am alive. I hear the music playing in the park as I stroll along its path, the crying of a baby in its carriage, and the whisper of its mother about to settle on the bench near me, saying, It's okay, my darling, I'll take care of you. I am alive. Off in the distance, I notice the barking dog, and it's chasing a little boy laughing with glee. It's Sunday, and the church bells are chiming. Glory be, I am alive. I feel the earth beneath my feet, blades of lush green grass between my toes. With each step I take, I stand with more confidence, safe in knowing I am moving forward with my purpose. I am alive. So I hope that you'll take time this week, reflect, listen to it again, even write the words down and think about the fact you are alive and you can choose your purpose. You can choose what you want to do every single day and how you want to do it. And you can choose to summon that goddess and feel alive. So this week, reach out to me. I am on Facebook. Listen to some of my YouTube videos. And remember, I look forward to meeting you at one of my retreats coming up. So please reach out anytime you want. I will be back with you next week and look forward to sharing more conversations about relating, dating, and mating, life, love, and lust here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about that kiss. See you next week. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Basner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk.